The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Messy Mike. Let's talk barbecue. Happy New Year, everybody. What's going on? Coming to you live from the Bobby and Jack's Memphis Barbecue Sound Stage, located inside the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that we normally talk around the pit. I'm Johnny Mags, and as always, I'm joined by Messy Mike. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? Excellent. Doing excellent. Yeah? Yep. You sounded a little run down earlier. I am. Yeah. New Year's Eve was a long, long night. We had people over. Uh, didn't kind of it lasted till about 5 a.m. So yesterday was a relaxing day for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep. But uh, nice. you're but, not 20 anymore. No, no. Sometimes I think I am though. Oh, you do. Um, but like we said last week, um, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. So I'd like to introduce Sean Hopkins from hey. Lobster Q. Good to see you, boys. Sean, thanks for joining us. Thrilled to be here. How was your New Year's? Oh man, uh, it was a lot like yours. <laughs> we got to have a super. Super nice time. Um, I had the pleasure of uh, sharing a great experience with my buddy Scott, and it was uh, cigars and whiskey over the fire at the end of the day, and we had cooked a mess of food, so this is exactly what we're talking about, right? Nice. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. You'd fit in with him. Cigars and whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Two of my favorite things. Yes. So, um, so you um, you are the owner of Lobster Q. That is correct. Um, And, you know... Tell us about, you know, tell us Lobster Q. Um, it was in Hampstead, New Hampshire. True. Um, you've, you owned it for eight, eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Yep. Okay. And it was a barbecue seafood restaurant? Yeah. It's, it started out, it was a seafood place. And uh, my whole family, uh, myself in particular, really didn't eat seafood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd always had a passion for barbecue. And so I thought that'd be kind of unique surf and turf to get the seafood and the barbecue yeah. together. You know. I would eat that. <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah, I. <laughs> Well, I did eat that. <laughs> trying not to go bad places with that. He's uh, you're misleading over there. He was kind of quiet at first, but That's I see right. you're a he bit of an sn- instigator. Yeah, yeah. That can be sneaky. That's my role here. He's gonna be an instigator. <laughs> He's a silent barbecue guru too. Oh, is he? Yes. You got skills. I oh, know yeah. stuff. <laughs> I know. I know stuff. He has a specific set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> stretchy pants. <laughs> so yeah, seafood uh, and barbecue, eight years, and it was really a wonderful experience. I, I love the scene, I love the community, um, but for myself, I knew that I couldn't run two places. Mm-hmm. I knew that we couldn't go to two places, so I wanted to take care of Lobster Q first, and it was good. Um, we got a chance to say goodbye to people, which is amazing. You don't often get that in the no, restaurant business. Usually you go there and the doors, the doors are locked. Are shut. People are looking for paychecks and stuff like that. But we got to say goodbye to people. We ran for a little bit of time. Uh, we had a farewell party, which uh, Tom Dixon uh, was gracious enough to come play for. That's awesome. That was a wonderful night. There was a lot of lot of tears, a lot of hugs. And I used to say that we led the league in hugs. We did. A, we were huggers. <laughs> it was great. And so now uh, we're taking a little time. I've been doing a, a lot of a lot of research on Tex-Mex, and uh, hopefully. Sometime soon, we may have an announcement to make. I know that uh, I know that we're talking about some things. I can say that we're talking about some things. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, 
And you're big into the uh, wing game. You oh, love making wings. I do. Yeah, I that do. is the one thing I, unfortunately, I've never had the opportunity to come to your restaurant, but I did hear about the wings. Oh, yeah. Our friend so it's Chris all you hear. was raving about these wings. PB&J wings. The peanut butter and jelly hot That's wings. where they came. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you thieving bastard. Oh, yeah. I don't know how he makes his, but oh, okay. I got my idea based off of his wings. All right. You're, so. doing, you're doing peanut butter and jelly hot wings? Yes, I am. All right. We're going to we're gonna have to have a wing off, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, I hear they're, they're amazing. Um, I've seen pictures of them as well. Um, plus, I've seen pictures of the scotch eggs. Jesus. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's been something I've been working on for a long time, and uh, the other thing that I, I think is really cool is I took a, a, a trip to Austin, Texas, and I went out there for a Formula One race, mm-hmm. and I walked into Terry Black's barbecue, and I had one of those giant beef plate ribs, yep. and it's like a twenty five dollar rib. Oh yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's thing, huge. right? And I thought it would just be brisket ish, you know, uh, but the rub had a crunch to it, and the it just melted in my mouth, and it was an experience. So I brought a bunch of like, like I stayed an extra day. <laughs> I figured out that if I if I don't fly out on Monday with everybody else, plane fare is cheaper. So <laughs> as it turns out, if I fly out on Tuesday, I saved enough money to get a hotel room for the night. Nice, which is yep, great. Smart. <laughs> so then the next day, I went to four different places. Okay, I I'm, I went to one place. I, I don't like to bad mouth, uh, so I'll tell you later who that was. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more well-renowned. Didn't like that at all. Um, I also went to, over the course of the weekend, uh, Salt Lake, which yep. was nice. It was a good experience. Yep. The open pit. Believe it or not, Rudy's, which is gas station barbecue. It's yep. a freaking gas station. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Uh, Friedman's or Friedman's was really nice. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that experience. And the one day that I stayed extra, I went to the one place that I didn't like. I went to Ironwood. I went to, um, I'll think of it later. Uh, Did you get to love barbecue at all? No. Okay. No. The last time. So I got to go back is what you're The last saying. time I went, it was called Love Barbecue. Um, it's owned by, I want to say two women. And it was a Lambert's tra- is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Um, it, it was owned by, it's owned by two women. It was in a gas station, but it was a food truck parked mm-hmm. in a gas station parking lot. And I thought that was the best barbecue I've had in Austin. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. And I went to, you know, all the famous ones as yep. well. Yep. But all around ribs, brisket. Pulled pork, I thought that was by far the best. Neat. Lambert's was kind of cool because Lambert's was like designer barbecue. Like the ribs were wild boar rack of ribs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like High-end barbecue. Oh, yeah, right. it, was, it was pretty neat. I enjoyed the experience. And, and funny thing is when I walked into uh, Ironwood, um, I, I walk in and there's a salad bar. And I walk right past that, right? <laughs> Most I, people probably do. And I go up to the counter, and they got these things you can pick. And I'm, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not from here. Can I talk to somebody? And then we get talking. So they built me this custom platter of, of, of ribs and sausage and brisket and pulled pork and chicken and uh, all the all – the, the entire – freaking barnyard is on my platter mm-hmm. right so i go and i sit down and my phone goes off ding and i look and it's a message from my wife she had seen the post that i had i'm going in and she she sends me a message hey uh you could have a salad <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote back i don't think they have salad here i completely 
it didn't even see the salad bar. The salad I walked by. by. I saw it on my way out. See, I had to I laugh my butt off. It comes true. Uh, the salad is just a promissory note. Yeah. That the real food's coming. Well, that I had meat salad. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Hold the actual salad, nice. I suppose. Nice. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. There is Jesus. no excuse I know. For you. So, um, and also, you're, you dabble in the competition circuit. Um, uh, dabbled, is, dabbled is a really good word for okay. it. Um, I, I, I have been barbecuing in my backyard, uh, well, front yard now, for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have an array of equipment that I like to use. And one of the favorite pieces of equipment that I use, like I almost don't care what smoker you want to get. You know, we can talk about your budget and what you like to eat and how many people you cook for, and we can work it around that. Mm-hmm. Take it easy, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what I do care about is the tools. And Flame Boss is what I use to control my uh, Kamado smokers for overnight cooks and things like that. Like, I could be cooking right now, and I'm surprised I'm not now that I think about it. <laughs> Why did I not do that? So, I don't use any. The only, um, basically, the only tool that I use is a. Um, Thermopen thermometer. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I use um, if I'm doing overnight cooks. Uh, before I got you know an old hickory smoker, um, I'd go out and check periodically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know I'm not familiar with Flame Boss. Um, I know it's an apparatus that you put on the smoker to um, control air flow. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, so... I called you sir. What the mm-hmm. hell? Yeah, yeah don't, don't do that. This is going right through his head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, and can you do they make different ones for different smokers or is it vers you know versatile um you know or universal excuse one me one size fit all yeah it's it's not one size fits all but there's usually some way to adapt it I've, okay i've used it on my extra large big green egg mm-hmm. i've used it on my large visions grill i've used it on my small big green egg and i've used it on my uh char grillers acorn junior this little thing ike Thing's amazing, a little 14 inch cooking grate, and you can do a lot of stuff on it. Really? But also, any, almost anybody that can afford some sort of smoking can get like a WSM, a Weber Smoky Mountain. Yes. That little bullet smoker, and it comes Which are in, nice. I mean, yeah, three different sizes. It yeah. changes temperature really quick. It's different, it's not as insulated, but they make an adapter where you put a toggle bolt through and a cup. And then the ball joint, so the flame, the flame boss fan goes right into it. So with all these smokers, the premise is the same. It's like if we're using that coffee mug there, you close the top vent to mm-hmm. just like a sliver, and you put the fan in the bottom. Real simple. Pit probe goes in, into flame boss, fan. Mm-hmm. You can run it like that. Okay. You can also temp meat, which is really cool. So basically, it says the pit's too cold. Let's put oxygen in, so yeah. the fan blows. And it's not a 100% on, 100% off fan either. It's variable speed, which is really cool. So nice. you'll sit there and you'll just hear, you know, just, I didn't work on a Flame Boss fan sound effect. Next time I'll get that better, guys. I apologize. You can hear it going. And then you can have a graph, right? You can watch the graph. You can change it from your tablet, from your phone. If it's at home right now and I'm driving, mm-hmm. I have changed the temperature while I'm driving. Oh, wow. Okay. I've set meat alarms. So, let's face it. In the restaurant business or in the catering business, you you got to do things. People want to talk to you. And if you're losing track, sometimes that can be a catastrophe. Oh, 100%. Yep. You know, brisket is a variable cost um, and it's never cheap and it fluctuates quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And if you ruin a 20-pound brisket, that's a problem. That's exactly. a real problem. So, you can set like a meat alarm. 
You can set a pit alarm. You can set a temperature. This happened to me. True story. Um, I was invited to cook at Fenway Park for the Pedro Martinez charity event. Okay. Uh, Chef Nick Callias from the Colonnade Hotel, he and Pedro are good friends. Um, they invited 40 Boston area chefs, some of the best people in the business, and me. Got to go. <laughs> got, got to go cook for nice. Pedro. So I set up my extra large big green egg. It's green, so I call it Yoda. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, <laughs> my fish and grill is black, so I call it Darth. <laughs> That's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. The char griller, the little Acorn Junior. I call him Mike because he looks like Ike from South Park. Don't kick the baby. <laughs> and then the uh, the small big green egg, which is also green, I call Kermit. <laughs> Nice. I like the names. There we go. That's awesome. So I set up five. I had to do 15 briskets for this event. And the last thing I needed to do was finish five of them overnight. It is cold. Mm -hmm. It's rainy. And you know from going outside with your thermopen to check your progress, you're going to drop your pit temp. So you got to have a recovery. So that means it's going to take longer. Mm -hmm. If you could just know, you have a real advantage, right? True. So I'm just... You know, I'm, I'm cooking, I'm prepping, I got this, I got it going, I'm checking my graphs, everything's looking pretty good, and I notice a uh, a pit drop, a temperature drop. And what had happened is in the rain, the wind had blown um, one of the vents open. Um, I fixed that now because I have a smokeware cap, <laughs> that, so that doesn't happen to me again. So I think I got everything under control. Yeah. I decide I'm going to watch it for an hour just to make sure the temp's going to recover and everything's going to stabilize. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's 4.30 in the morning. I know when I got to get up and I know it's time to go to bed. I kid you not. I am walking up the stairs and my phone goes off. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see my phone right now. When you run a restaurant and you get a text at 4.30 in the morning, you don't anticipate good things. <laughs> yeah. So I look down and it actually is a text. And I, I grab the phone and I go... Holy shit, it's can I, Oh yeah, you that's not, all right. <laughs> we're not regulated. It's it's Flame Boss. It sent me a text message. Right? So it says pit temp too low for too long. I'm like, well what the hell is going on? Because I know I checked everything. I everything was looking great. Mm-hmm. What I go outside with a flashlight, raining like hell, and I, everything looks normal, but it if your pit temp is off, whether it can't go to temp, can't stay at temp, or goes too high, this is all airflow. Mm-hmm. So I checked. The fan didn't fall out. Um, but I look at the top vent, the daisy wheel. And when I had lifted the lid, the daisy wheel Sprung slid open. open. I didn't know the trick about putting the nut at 6 o'clock, yep. right? So I was like, that's pretty awesome. So basically what happened was in the rain – with a huge charity event on the line, my reputation, my responsibility on the line, Flame Boss was doing just fine. And then I messed it up. And Flame Boss sent me a text message, said, hey, stupid human, <laughs> I've been paying it. attention and you screwed up. I don't have hands. Could you please go outside? <laughs> wow. And so okay. I closed That's the vent awesome. and, and off, off. It was great. And, and the event was a lot of fun, too. I enjoyed that. Nice. That's a great pitch for Flame Boss. So. Oh, oh absolutely. I'm going to check him out. And, and yeah. jo- Johnny loves gear. Oh, I like I how, love how gear. Much is this gonna cost? How much is this going to cost, Johnny? <laughs> Ooh, about 300 350 There you go. But you know what? What would I have paid to save those briskets? Exactly. 
And much more than that, especially with everything. I tell you what, you got you got your mother-in-law coming over, and you're making prime rib for Christmas. The last thing you want to mess up is mom's Christmas. You yep. Know yep. I mean? And and there's other cool things about it, and 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 for your business, I can see some real advantages to it for me at home, and for what I'm hoping to do in the future, I certainly see advantages. For example. I can set an alarm so I can put like a pork roast or a chicken or a turkey on mm-hmm. and I can go to work. I can come here and I can say, okay, when it reaches this certain temperature, you're going to drop the pit temp from 225 to a holding temp, right? So then what happens for my wife that's great? She comes home and dinner's ready. <laughs> and I don't even ask her to clean up. I said, just, just take the chicken off, honey. And when she does that, I get an alarm that the pit is open, mm-hmm. so I know she did it, right? Or my neighbors, uh, Kurt, <laughs> Check Craig, <it> out. <laughs> Craig, you bastard! I know, I know that they're stealing my food. <laughs> so you and then I'll, I'll just, I'll drop the temp myself, or I'll put it at a temp it won't sustain, or shut it down, basically, and it'll go. And one of the things I really love about it. And uh, maybe I'll get my tablet and show you. Um, I can take notes. I do take notes. So the next year when I had to do Pedro's event, mm-hmm. I went and read my notes from the previous what year's you did code. The year before. And I had to start it at a different time. I had to start it the previous afternoon based on when I – so you do your – you know, for your catering gig, mm-hmm. okay, service time. Oh, yeah. Back out to set setup time, to arrival time, to departure time, to clean up. You know, you, you build your timeline backwards. Mm-hmm. And if I discover that I have two hours less to work with or two hours more to work with, whatever it is, I can make an educated guess. I can share the notes with you. That's nice. Which is yeah. pretty great. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's another cool one. My son, I set him up with a flame boss. Uh, my wife and I had gone out to dinner and he was trying to cook um, a brisket. Okay. And... Uh, he, I was getting alerts on his cook while I was out to dinner, right? So my wife and I get home and we grab some champagne and we walk down to the dock to watch the sunset and just, you know, mellow out. And I'm looking and I see his graph and I decide he good, good for him because he took notes. So I looked at the notes and the, and the notes was something like, yeah, I'm trying to do a five pound brisket in six hours. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Houston, <laughs> we have a problem. So, while I'm sitting there, before I say anything to him, I change the temperature. <laughs> right? Change the temperature. And then I called him. I go, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just cooking a brisket. I was like, oh, yeah? When do you think that's going to be done? He goes, well, I, I, I go, Tim, I looked at your notes. He goes, oh, what do you think I need to do? <laughs> so we changed it, right? And good for him. He's using his probe and everything. So he put his probe in and he went back out and everything ended up working up fine. And I looked at his notes later and it said that initial thing. And then it said, dad called. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> dad fixed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Tom Dixon, he's down in Nashville. We share cooks all the time. Dave Nall, uh, Mike Ware, we share these cooks. And it's a good way. It you know grows the, the community, the smoke tribe, oh, yeah. as you will. Man, it can answer some questions, too, that people have. and Absolutely. So, like I said, I don't care as much about the smoker, despite the fact that I have different smokers. Mm -hmm. Um, I care about the tools, and I care about the knowledge, and I'm not greedy. Uh, Let's taste your peanut butter and jelly wings. I'll tell you how I did mine. You know, that's great. If if you have me back sometime, I'll I'll bring food. We can talk about that. Oh, he's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right. Ed has spoken. You're in. Ed has spoken. <laughs> Ed now, speaketh. Now, what you, now, 
I know you have. You said the Kamado, the Big Green Egg. Um, what's your favorite one to use out of all those? Mm. <laughs> it's it's not really like picking your. Or does kids. it depend what you're cooking? <laughs> it it depends. It depends more on how many people I'm cooking for okay. and the variety of things. Um, I also have a uh, cook shack cabinet smoker that I used from the restaurant. And, you know, we can do uh, two pork butts per shelf and there's six shells, but you got to take some out. We could, you know, we can do six or eight pork butts all at the same time in that. Um, I also have this, I call it a fire pit, but it's not really because you can pick it up and take it places. Mm -hmm. Um it's got a scoop. It's got a ring around it. 29 square inches cooking grate. So we've done shrimp, pizza, burgers, stuff like that. On right it. in an open flame. Yeah, open I fire. think it's a Cowboy River Grill, and I think they're only like $250. Okay. And um, it's got a shelf that swings in and out. Uh, most often it holds beer or whiskey <laughs> outside. <laughs> um, and then it also has a hook. So that swings in and out, yep. and you can adjust you can the height. stuff on it. And it's got a rotisserie. So wow. in in one day, like I didn't have all the smokers that I have now. So I have this fantasy of like a like a mega meat fest. I did a meat <laughs> fest, but I want to do like a mega meat fest. Maybe we can. And this is all in your front yard. Uh, yeah. This is my, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So um, I, I, oh, geez, too many things, too many things. Um, my wife wanted a house. Um we ended up buying the house names where in exchange, I got a big green egg. That's how this part of it started. I uh, wanted one G's forever, but mm -hmm. they're not cheap. They're no. absolutely not cheap. Um, my wife has a habit of, I'll see like a handbag or shoes or a coat. And I'll, and I'll be like, honey, all have this habit. <laughs> honey, is that new? <laughs> and uh, she'll go, yeah, I, I picked it up at Kohl's. And I go, well, how much did we pay for this and she i never but know I saved. I, exactly right <laughs> yep. so we, we've been there i saved i had a 10 percent coles cougar and rewards cash and i still don't know if we spent 30 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever so the large big green egg which i got in uh hampton at home and hearth oh, love yep. those guys um i i got the extra large i got the bi-level cooking grate uh the stand the shelves the ash tool a cover I, I bought other stuff later, but... The pizza stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you need the plate setter. Absolutely. Since most of what I... I do high grilling, but mostly I do smoking. Mm -hmm. So that was... I, I think just the egg itself was $1,200. And uh, I was shopping at Sam's Club, and they had these Vision Grills, and they were like $600. But it came with the stand. It came with the shelves. It came with the bi-level cooking grate that actually was hinged. It came with a cover. So it came with shelves. And so basically you're set up for $600 as opposed to 1200 plus. Plus, right? yep. And I'm like, I don't really need that. You and it's ceramic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a Kamado style cooker, yep. ceramic as well. Um, it's got, you know, well, they've changed it a little bit. Um, but long story short, over the course of the summer, I, I kept stopping and looking at it and checking out its quality. And I, I thought, I, you know, down the road down the road so come fall i see that it goes from six hundred dollars to five hundred dollars and then it got 
cheaper. It was like three fifty or something. And I stopped. Like my cart was full, and I looked at the little guy with the walkie-talkie thing on, and I go, "Excuse me, um, I can't buy that today." But I did think at that price, I should at least talk to my wife, right? Um, so I said, "I can't buy that today, but do you have enough? Like, if I do, you have more?" And he goes, you know, like Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Peppermint Patty. <laughs> so he comes out. Yeah, you're all set. We got like five of these. I said, oh, great. Then um, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll probably call or come back tomorrow. And he goes, what? Huh? Oh, yeah. Um, There's one that got damaged in setup. Do you want me to ask about that? I go, hell yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'd love you, I'd love you yeah. to ask about that. So, hey, what about that, that one that was damaged in setup? So now you're doing the, all right. He said 350. Right. If he <laughs> if he comes back with two fifty, it's a no brainer, right? If he comes back with three twenty five, three hundred, oh, I don't know. What am I gonna do? So you're playing out the scenarios and he comes back, he goes, Oh yeah, a hundred and ninety five dollars. Sold. Yeah, uh, right, nice. right. And I'm like, Oh jeez, I got it. And I go, Well, all right, so what's the damage? I kid you not, the damage is on the back of the lid mm-hmm. and it's a scratch approximately the size of my pinky nail. Wow. And it comes with black paint. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Steal. I'm going to have to go buy one of these. So now I'm like, I can't take it home. Can you hold it? And I'll come back tomorrow. He's like, yeah. So I, you know, I do my thing. I run the restaurant and I come back home. I'm like thinking about how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? And, you know, you can't just plop a grill out there. (laughs) She's going to (laughs) notice. She has to notice. So I, um, I, I, I set it aside, and I decide that that Sunday we're going to have a nice brunch. So I make, you know, eggs hollandaise and Bloody Marys and mimosas and hash and bacon and this whole thing. We're sitting out there, and it's just a gorgeous sunny day, and uh, I figure now's the moment. <laughs> After the Bloody Marys and the mimosas. Right, right, just before we make the next one, right? And I go, oh, honey, um, I have a confession. Wrong, wrong choice of words. By the way, <laughs> confession doesn't yeah, never start doesn't sound that. good. So, in retrospect, I w- I would not say I have a confession to make, but that's what happened. I go, I had a confession making. The wife gives you the big eyeballs that you, now I understand why. And uh, she goes, Oh yeah, and I go, Yeah, I um, I saved money. <laughs> and she goes, and, and what did you save money on? And I said, another smoker. <laughs> She's like, what? We don't need another. And I'm like, I know. But then, but then I tell the story. And when you get to the, the ultimate $195, she goes, yeah, well, you got to do that. Yeah, I do. Yep. You got to do it. Yep. And uh, now I can cook for, for Nick Callius and Pedro Martinez and Fenway and all that. And uh, then I acquired a couple more. That's um, it. But uh, those were you can never have too many. Smokers. It was innocent. It's all for good fun, mm-hmm. and uh, my neighbors benefit, my friends benefit, I benefit. So I just love in the wintertime when the smoke billows. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it just stays. <laughs> I had people. People would say to me all the time, "Do your neighbors must love you?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe my neighbors hate me." Like I used to think that too. In yeah, yeah. So I had um, I had two separate confirmations because um, I I really didn't know. And then uh, Ed Goyette, who runs Beantown Coffee, he was coming over one time, and I, I had this barbecue going. And uh, they're driving over, and their GPS takes them a different way. And Pam, his wife, says to him, I don't, I don't think we're in the right place. 
I thought, I think we're going the wrong way. And he goes, are you kidding me? Can't you smell it? (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing I think was hysterical was it was the same party. And I had done a 24 pound bone in pork shoulder overnight on the big green egg. And the shoulders is different than the butt. Mm -hmm. Uh, The muscle structure is different. The fat content is different and it's a different aroma. And I'm telling you that thing going overnight in the drip uh, into the pan and then onto the plate center, it just, the neighborhood smells like smoke and candy and bacon and it's, it's magical right and uh i didn't know this at the time but my sister was staying down the hill at a lake house near us very close to us and she woke up that morning and it's like that thing when you're a kid and you're like you wake up and you smell the bacon and you know i'm gonna have bacon and bacon it's gonna be a great day and then she gets up and she walks downstairs smiling and nobody's Nothing. awake <laughs> nobody else is awake it was just your, your yeah, place often wow. Wafting down the hill. I thought that was wow. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you, do you have, like, when you do this stuff, do you make your own rub? Do you have a rub that you like to use? Do you use different rubs? Uh, for the restaurant, we made our own rub. Okay. And I, I, I called it the handful rub because it was only five things. It was mm-hmm. very simple. Uh, light brown sugar, kosher salt, black pepper, chili powder, and sage. And the cool thing about it was the way the sugars will melt, mm-hmm. um, different Things have different surface areas and different cook times. So that one rub behaved differently. So we put it on the ribs, whether it was St. Louis, baby backs, medium spares. We put it on the pork butt as well. Put it on the pork belly, which is one of the really cool things that we did uh, as an appetizer. It's one of my favorite things. And again, back back to my wife, like she'll pick the fat off a of bacon, right? <laughs> you know, did you, yeah? Uh, no. You've seen that before? Pick no. the fat off the bacon. She'll eat the meaty pieces. But if she was here to talk to you right now mm-hmm. and there was the meat candy here, she would say, you have to eat this. Why? Because it's meat candy. And it is this thing. I, I do cook it differently than most places I've seen it done. And it just melts in your mouth. Um, Matt, uh, Matt, uh, Matt had it at the restaurant. And Matt Adams and I said, "Hey Matt, how's the how's the pork belly?" He goes, "This is awesome." And the lady goes, "It was really that good." What was it like? He goes, "It just liquefies." <laughs> you bite it. And Perfect word. I've been experimenting with Tex-Mex and tacos, and makes a wonderful taco as well. And um, I also got to cure it from fresh into bacon and try it. So there's a ton of things to do with it. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Coming from the peanut gallery, my wife. Let me quote unquote. Let me take your temperature. That's that. That's the one I always use. <laughs> take your temperature on something. What oh, is it? Well, I was walking by the other day, and how much? Yeah. Well, it's this. Well, justify it for me. Well, okay. Every time I go into Home Depot, I always just look at the Traegers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really looking to go with either a Rectech or a Yoder Smoky Mountain. Um, I have a big green egg. I have an extra large. Yeah. But it's it's just too big, you know? I'd rather use, I well, have an old well, hickory, CTO. Well, for what? Competition or catering or whatever? Um, just It's just too big. It's just too <laughs> big. <laughs> well, no, the problem, the problem with you is you don't cook at home. No. No, because uh, I do, I do all my smoke. stuff catering. And yep. if I'm not catering, then yeah. I'm doing something else. Um. But yeah, you're wait, right. wait, wait, wait. not cooking barbecue. If, if at you're home. not doing one thing, I'm doing, doing something, something else. else. Yep. <laughs> wow. Amazing how that works. Yeah. Huh? The right. things I am learning today. It's crazy. Like, up this here. is phenomenal. Pretty much explains everything. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Well, my wife, my wife doesn't really eat barbecue, so for me to cook barbecue at home, 
I'd be 300 pounds. Oh, you know, uh, well. Okay. I'd be wasting hey, so hey, much hey, food. Hey. <laughs> hey. Johnny, do you cook at home? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I eat every last bit of it. So I cooked at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was at the restaurant all the time. Um, if I show you my Flame Boss log, you'll be like, holy crap, and you cook that much at home too? Why aren't you 400 pounds? And I'm telling you, part of it is there are so many things that you can do on the egg that a barbecue person doesn't eat that are wonderful. I, I, I grew up, all right? My, so how did I get into this? So I took over the family grill when I was very young. Okay. And I discovered that if you cook something slower, like sausages don't have to split wide open. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs don't have to be black. Yeah. There can be moisture in a burger. You know, mm-hmm. pink is a good thing. Yeah. Right? Pink is a good thing. <laughs> Stop it. Many different levels. Stop it. I'm with you. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even mind red. Never mind pink. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this could a, go right oh, down the road. I love it. We're going to take two. Um, <clears throat> I was... Okay, I've been, I've been grilling and cooking my whole life for fun, and I just... I, I never do a turkey for Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. I never liked them. I, you know, even if you cook them right, I never really liked it. Chicken, same thing. Uh, pork loin, kind of boring. So yep. generally you're wrapping in bacon or something. But I'm telling you, the big green egg, um, even, even um, oh, I got to tell you about Ike, the Acorn Junior. All right, all right, this is a good way to do it. So Tom Dixon and I are down in Tennessee mm-hmm. um, at his house. And he has a Visions Grill. Uh, he calls it Big Red. And he got, uh, uh, I loaned him and Dave Nault my Ike to take on a camping trick. They cooked on it four times, one load of charcoal. One load of charcoal. Because when you shut the top and the bottom, fire goes out. Unlike a regular stick burner, mm-hmm. those offsets, whatever you light, it's lit. It's lit. And yeah. that's the way it's going. So the efficiency is, is crazy good. And Tom and I decided we'd do an experiment overnight. Uh, two separate pork butts, same size, on each of the different smokers controlled by two different flame bosses so we can monitor the cooks Mm -hmm. i can bring them up and show them to you and the notes which is cool um it ran overnight we ended up smoking these for i want to say 20 hours 20 hours and they were like 5.5 pound shoulders right not shoulders butts boston butts i'm telling you when we pulled those apart that we felt like maybe the best pulled pork we'd ever had and the quality on Ike and the quality on Big Red, the Visions Grill and the Char Grill or Acorn Junior were the same. I'm telling it. Wow. Absolutely the same. Like I, like I said, I'm, I'm more concerned with your tools. Mm-hmm. Well, not <laughs> barbecue tools. I didn't say a word. <laughs> you, you have a mute, mute button, right? I do. <laughs> and uh, now here, here, here's a really cool thing. So after that, you know, we, we, we shut everything down. We, didn't, we cooked spaghetti squash. Okay. We raised the temperature on one. We grilled off some asparagus. We had sweet potatoes and butternut squash going at the same time. When I do that for my wife, she is set up with her vegetables and proteins to bring in on salads and in sandwiches for the week. Okay. You do not buy deli meat anymore because your pork loin, your chicken, your turkey are better than you're buying in a store. Yep. And I've had people come over and I'm a big fan of (laughs) – Here it comes. (laughs) Spatchcock. There it is. (laughs) 
<laughs> my my foul, <laughs> and I've I've gotten better at it, mm-hmm. and so I've experimented more and more with things. How much I take off, so I don't just take the spine and the keel. I'm now taking the membrane and the rib bones and the backbones out, and it lays flat. And it it if you do it skin side down, you get a crispier skin, but you don't get as much smoke penetration. You mm-hmm. can flip it. Um, I like to do it skin side up, let the smoke come up, and it flavors all the way through. And then I can either you know, raise the temperature partway through to crisp the skin a little bit or get one of those cheap little kitchen torches. Oh, yeah. That's better than my flame boss gurgling effect. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it torches right up. The skin gets crispy and the flavor is incredible. And then to carve it, you, you, you're not, you don't got a fork and a big bird and you're like right. taking the breast off and you're trying not to be awkward and nobody wants to carve the turkey. Screw that. Cut the legs off, split the breast, slice the breast. Done. It's phenomenal. Okay. I'm, I am actually drooling right do, now. Do we want to talk about these scotch eggs? We're running low on time. Time. Yes. Time. Scotch time. eggs or your biscuit story? Ooh. I, I, uh, are you going to have me back? We're yeah. going to have you yeah. back. All right. I did promise Mick that I would tell the biscuit story. How All much right. time do I have? Oh, four minutes. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, I'll be quick. So I met Mick Stanfield and Kim Stanfield of Barbecued Barbecue Competition mm-hmm. Team. They are highly accomplished. They are highly giving, friendly. Uh, they welcomed me to the Mohegan Sun uh, Sunfest. Not th- well this year too. I was going to say not this year. I wasn't welcome. I went <laughs> uh, the year before. They they let me stay with them, and I, this is like I'm an enthusiast, but I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. I just in life I like to connect the dots, like we're doing right now. So whatever Mick says to me, I've never met him before. I don't know his sense of humor. I'm just, I'm going to soak it in. I'm not just going to watch. I'm going to help. Mick tried to burn my face off and uh, most of my arm hair. I rescued a Humphrey smoker from a disaster. You're welcome. (laughs) And uh, this is how Mick pays me back. The next morning, like you're going through your checks, you're getting up at four, you're getting up six, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Kim has to have her Dunkin' Donuts uh, coffee in the morning, and they were kind enough to buy me coffee and a Chris sandwich, and off Kim goes. And quite frankly, probably just wanted to get away from us for a little bit. <laughs> Can't blame her for that. So Mick, um, he's got a blanket on, and it's you know it's got that chill in the air, but you know it's going to be nice. You know, one of those atmospheric type days. The sun's coming down. It's quiet in the parking lot. We're trying not to make a lot of noise, and he sits down and he motions to a lawn chair as in sit down young man <laughs> so, so i'm like oh man i'm gonna get a barbecue lesson but great so i sit down and he looks at me and he goes let me tell you about biscuits i'm like all right i want to learn about biscuits i don't make biscuits he goes i make biscuits i make really good biscuits i got this elaborate recipe and you know we're gonna we're going to take this Kerrygold butter and we're going to keep it cold. We're going to put it through the, the large grates on the cheese grater and we're going to refrigerate that. We're going to keep everything cold. I got this uh, King Arthur self-rising flour and, you know, we're going to we're going to keep that cold. We're going to keep everything cold. The thing is to work in stages and have a process, a method that you trust. And over time, I have pretty much perfected my biscuit recipe. And I'm like, what? Mick doesn't talk anything like that, by the way. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I'm just soaking in the knowledge and I'm trying to retain everything and not ask a stupid question, quite frankly. So he looks at me and he goes, one of the, one of the best things about this recipe is once you make the dough, you can freeze it. So 
the good thing is I wanted to make biscuits for this competition. I wanted you to taste my biscuits, so I made a batch of dough, and I froze it. And I'm thinking, this is great. So he's going to reach into his cooler, he's going to pull out this biscuit dough, and then we're going to have the smoker going, we're going to turn it up, we're going to bake biscuits, this will be awesome. Kim's going to come back with the coffee, I'm going to have coffee and these expert biscuits. And I look at him, and there's, he's a pause, and he goes, I left him in the freezer. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. After all that. Built you all up to chop yeah. you off at the knees. Yeah. yeah. That was the beginning of a so beautiful you, So you have still yet to try any of his biscuits. That is correct. Okay. All that is right. correct. I saw him doing them uh, on Facebook not too long ago, trying to perfect, perfect the recipe. Mr. Biscuit. Yep. All the time yeah. has come. Well, Sean, thank you for joining us. We're Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate again. it. All right. Uh, th- well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'd like to th- uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send your questions and comments to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, find us at on YouTube and Facebook at Pit Life Barbecue and Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Can't catch us live? Find us on iTunes, YouTube, um, and other podcast carriers. If you're enjoying the show, please like, subscribe, rate, review. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we'd like to thank again. Bobby and Jack's Memphis Barbecue for helping us bring this to you every week. They're located at 1777 Main Street, Tewksbury, Mass., right on Route 38. Check them out. They're doing great things. The food is coming out incredible there. That's everyone's keep calling me and saying, hey, we just went down there this weekend. Outstanding. Excellent, yep. So thanks for supporting them. Bobby and Jack's Memphis Barbecue, thank you for supporting us. And uh, until, you ne- guys. until next Ooh, week. You can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the smoke rolling. Bye, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.